So this season, the word is belong. And, and I want you to write just a couple of things down tonight. That the first thing we, we need to remember is that every single human being wants to be known and wants to be needed. That's a universal reality. Okay? Every single person wants to be known and wants to be needed. Right? We want to belong somewhere. And I challenge you to Google this, and you will see millions of groups all over because everybody wants a place to belong, right? You'd be surprised the types of, for example, if you go on Facebook and you just look up groups, you'd be surprised at the stuff that you see. People will come together under so many different things. Like there's groups for people who love cats, right? There's groups of people who love dogs. There's groups of people who love racing. There's groups of people who love the Red Sox. There's groups of people who love to eat. There's groups of people who don't want to eat. You know, like there's, there's a group for everyone. Like everyone wants to belong somewhere. And that's a universal thing. So we want to make sure that when people come here, they don't just feel like a face in the crowd. It's up to us to make people belong. You know, if you study Jesus, you know that Jesus was a master of making people belong. Matter of fact, if you remember, Jesus' first crew, what did he do? He invited people to his crew. Like, he didn't go, hey, come to my crew. No, he went, he pointed out 12 different people, and he handpicked them. He even handpicked Judas. Remember that. Like Jesus handpicked Judas to be in his crew, right? I say that because I'm not saying you're going to get a Judas in your crew. But you might get someone who might give you a little bit of more excitement in your crew in ways that you don't want, okay? Don't call him a Judas. Just remember that, that, that Jesus himself handpicked people to be in his crew. So if that's so, think about this. Please write this down because this has been burning in me, okay? If that's so, right, personal invites trumps general announcements, okay? Personal invites will trump general announcements, especially for where we are right now as a church. We're way too big for general announcements. It goes, it, it goes out and people just think, that's not for me. So it's up to you, crew leader, to, to take that step to personally invite someone to join your crew, okay? It's not enough for us to do videos. It's not enough. We're trying to create the experience for them, but they need that extra. You are that extra, okay? So just because we have the website, just because we have the board, just because we have, you know, the iPads, trust me, it's you. You are what's going to make this crew season what it needs to be, which is about belonging. Okay, I think we have to get beyond the thing that people in this room that they're in. We know that's not true, right? We can go to a lot of places and be in a lot of rooms. That doesn't mean we're in, right? In is when you feel like you belong to something. So trust me, there's a lot of people who are coming, but they're still asking the question, do I belong? 
right? They can love the worship. They can love the message. But I guarantee you, as a human being, they're still going, do I really belong here, though? Right? Do, do I really connect here? Another Jewish thing that you would say, I'll talk about this on Sunday, is that in the Jewish tradition, which is basically, I would say any tradition really, is that if someone personally invites you to your home, they, it, it's serious business. That means like they really want to get to know you. So the fact that you're opening your home is powerful. So we need to give that extra push to say, hey, I actually been thinking about you. I believe this. You start praying, God will align people in your heart. God will put them in your path. Right? For you to make them belong. So please, my friends, do not expect people to come to you. Jesus comes to us. I'll talk about this on Sunday. Jesus in the middle of a crowd points out to a man named Zacchaeus and says, hey, I'm going to your house. And he was dumbfounded that Jesus would pick him in the middle of a crowd. Because you will, you will find very soon that this guy had nothing to offer. As a matter of fact, people were like, why him? I have everybody here. Why would you pick that guy? You know? And I, I was talking to someone today. I said, think about this, right? Imagine Martin Luther King Jr., because we're, we, Black History Month is here, right? Imagine I have a, a dream speech with thousands of people, right? Imagine Martin Luther King Jr. ends his speech, looks at a racist and says, I'm coming to your house. What would everybody's, hey, we came to march with you. Are you would, why would you pick the racist? Well, you keep reading. Jesus says, because I came for the sick. Right? That's why they were like, why would you pick a tax collector? Which is equivalent to a racist back in those days. They hated tax collectors because he was robbing them. Which, by the way, he goes, if I robbed anybody. He's like, come on, man. What do you mean, if? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you wouldn't be asking that question if you weren't robbing them. Hey, Jesus, if I, it's kind of like the half repentance, you know, if. Jesus is like, all right, good enough. <laughs> you'll, you'll get it. Um, but listen, my friends, I really pray we understand this. This has been burning in my spirit that we have created a great place for people to come and wrestle, but they need to belong. And it's up to us. When someone goes to your house, it's up to you to make them feel comfortable. It's up to you to, to, to make them feel like, hey, I feel good here, right? I'm telling you, that's what's going to get people to the next key thing in their lives, in this journey. Is when, because when you belong, think about this. This is what I love about Jesus. Because he made Zacchaeus belong, Zacchaeus wanted to change his life. That story blows my mind every time I read it. Because... He doesn't give you any details about the conversation they had. He says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. He goes to his house, and then it cuts to Zacchaeus saying, man, if I, if I, man, if I, if I robbed anybody, I want to I do the right thing. The presence of Jesus makes you belong first before you believe. This is what we're trying to get to with this whole concept of belonging. The problem is religion says you got to believe all the right things, then you're going to belong. But the problem is no one's going to believe anything if they don't feel comfortable enough to, to belong first. It's when you belong that you drop your guard. It's when you belong that you will drop your pretenses. It's when you belong. See, the thing is, we have to be careful that we're not putting the cart before the horse. Where we're asking people to do all these things. They're like, I don't even know if I belong here. Why would, you, why would I do anything else? You know what I mean? It's like when you're dating someone. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, the last thing you want in the first day is like, I'm going to marry you. Whoa. It's like, how? 
just trying to get to know you here. Do we belong together? <laughs> you know? So don't take for granted just because someone is in the house. This is, this is beyond just cruise. I'm saying, like, we need to take the extra step to really get to know people and really feel like we're making people come into lives. And, again, that's why we need 70. We need 100 crews, to be honest with you. We're, we're, we're behind on this because we want them to stay small, right? But in order for them to stay small, everybody has to invest, right? All of us. So when, when I want you to start praying now, God, who do you want me to invite? Jesus spent the entire night in prayer before he handpicked the 12. Go look it up. The whole night the Bible says he prayed. Because he knew, like, this is a major part of what we're going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and I'm going to pick 12 dudes that I'm going to spend the next three years with. Three years of cruise, basically. And back in those days, it was every day. That's why they had to be teenagers. Think about it. What adult with 401K is going to follow a man around for three years? They had to be teenagers. They're like, oh, word? I don't have to work with my dad anymore? Yeah, right? Think about it. Why would you immediately drop the net? It's like, oh, I don't have to fish? I'm out. Peace, dad. You know? So, handpicked. It doesn't have to be teenagers, but you know what I'm saying. Um, So, we must make people belong before they can believe. I can't stress this enough. I'm not expecting a brand new person to take the step to go join a crew if we're not making them feel like they should join a crew. We should walk them to go join a crew. You know, don't just point them to the crew thing. Walk them to it. Actually, pull up the phone. You can do it with them right on the spot. You know, but take that next step. Stop praying right now. I, again, I know some of you crews, you're like, I'm already full. Make room. Like, I, I, listen, we have to be careful not to be so, like, like, it's people we're talking about. You know what I mean? It's people we're talking about. We're like, we try to create these, these margins, but to be honest with you, there's always room for one more. You know what I mean? There's always room for one more. So let's not be legalistic to say, oh, this is it. I got no more. Well, if you were on the outside looking in, I think you would want someone to make room. You know what I mean? So let's not just take that for granted. And please, let's, let's fish a little bit outside of our pond. You know what I mean? Let's not just go to the same, the same, then we're never going to extend this thing. Take a chance. You know, we all need a fresh face in our lives. I really do. Like, I think part of crew, it's not just about them. It's about us growing too. Right? It's about us being stretched a little bit. You know, I don't know about you guys, but one of my favorite things about leading anything, it forces me to grow. I have to grow, right? And part of growing, honestly, is, is learning to just connect more people. We don't, need, we don't need theologians. We just need humans. People are very human who can connect. Some of my favorite crews that I've been part of is, is people, is crews that I felt like, man, we're having fun and we're learning. Like, I used to go to a men's crew when I first got saved. It was twice a month. And it was my favorite thing. It was, <laughs> I used to look forward to it because I was, I was young. I, I had just gotten saved, don't know anything about anything. And I would go and I'd sit with these men, and they were mostly older than me. But they were funny. They were witty. You know, they, they were inclusive. They welcomed us. And they never, it never felt like, oh, we're we up here. You guys are over here. It was just, they would just have conversation. The best crews this might be something crazy because we work so hard on the outlines, but the best crews don't even follow the outline. 
honesty. That screws will ask one question, and here we go. You know, I'd rather have that than be rigid about the outline. You know, say, forget the outline. It's people. The outline is just to kind of give you something, some head start. But I'm telling you, best screws I've had too, we, one point, that was it. And here we go. You know, but the key is just when it starts to get to the aliens and stuff, bring it back. Okay. So I'm talking about aliens. And if he gets to the aliens and Trump, it's time to bring it back. Okay, just, just reel it back in. Okay. Two things we don't want to talk about, aliens and Trump. Okay, just, or Hillary or, you know, oh, please don't. Just, just bring it back to point, you know. But, the, but what is it that we want? We want people to be able to feel free enough to ask questions. Because to be honest with you, we preach, but preaching needs to be talked about. So it's like when we preach, we don't need someone else to preach again. We need conversation. We need to just foster conversation, foster relationships, put people at ease, because everybody feels like they're not good enough. Everybody feels like they don't measure up. It's like, oh, guess what? None of us do. Go look at Jesus' crew. Three years later, they're still asking. Jesus is like, wait, what? Well, we talked about this. You know, Jesus is going to the cross. Like, go look it up. He's like, I'm, guys, I need to have a serious talk with you. Go into the cross. Spends three chapters of breaking down, like, okay, this is the reality. John 13, 14, 15. How does he end? Disciples go, uh, so who do you think is the greatest here? He's like, in 24 hours, I'm going to die. Like, what, what are you guys doing? You know? But guess what? He was patient. Right? He was patient with those uh, teenagers. His first youth ministry. Jesus had him. You know? But guess what? He stuck with them. He believed in them. And then they got it. And then they, they ran with that thing. Spread like wildfire. Right? So let's be patient. But let's create this foster community. That's way more important. If people feel like they belong, they're going to drop their guard. They're going to share. And we're going to go somewhere together. You know, obviously 10 weeks is not a long time. But if we stay with it for a year, who knows what we're going to produce. You know? So please make people belong before they believe. Okay? We got to make people belong. We live, I can't say this enough, we live in a post-Christian society. Most people don't even know what the Bible is. Right? Most people are just looking for hope. They're just looking to make sense of their lives, their marriage, their parenting. Like, so that's what Jesus is all about. It's about life. Right? The best theology you will ever do is theology that you can do on Monday. Okay? If you can't do it on Monday, then what's the point? Think about it. I value people's time. That's why on Sunday, I do everything I can to prepare well to give you something practical that you can do on Monday. So we're asking them, okay, give us one more night of your week. Well, let's value that and give them the best hour possible that they feel like, man, I can't wait to go back. Right? I always tell the leaders, listen, it's better for people to be like, oh, wow, than to, oh, man. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? There's a difference. Oh, wow, that went by is this ever going to end? <laughs> the spirit is moving. No, the spirit is not moving. You're not moving. Okay, just <laughs> let's, let's go. Okay. If you're well prepared, the spirit moves within that hour. Oh, that's a good word right there. You know, a lot of people don't understand that. You know, that, that whole excuse of the spirit's not moving. It's like, no, you're not moving because you're not prepared. Now you're rambling. You're rambling, rambling, hoping something hits. 
You ever been in a church service that people are like, I hope and something? Run that song back. Run it again. It's like, we've done that 45 minutes. Never mind. All right. My last point is this. We want people to belong, but then we want to make sure that our crews are serving together. Okay, this is a shift that we're making. And it's a necessary shift because the church has gotten too big that we cannot do the same serve the city projects and expect people to get involved. We've had people on waiting lists to serve. That's not a good thing. Okay, because the places that we go, we are limited to the amount of people we can bring. So we've had people like waiting two, three months. That's not healthy. But that's the, that's the struggles of growth. You have to keep adjusting, right? And so we're shifting Serve the City to Cruise to make this necessary adjustment, okay? Think about it. If we're doing life together, we might as well serve together. Again, Jesus' model. They live together. They serve together, okay? So that's why we're doing this, okay? It's a necessary thing, okay? But it's not a burden or an obligation because it's just part of life. It's part of the Christian life. It's the normal Christian life to serve, okay? So it's very simple. If, if you have a crew night, you just serve on that, on, that, on that week. And if your night doesn't work, you replace it with the day that works for you, but you don't have to do two things in that week. We're saying is that week, whatever you serve the city week, you can replace that and have crew together where you're serving. Okay. So in other words, we're not asking you to do two things or three things or four things. We're saying, you know, listen, in the flow of those 10 weeks, okay, serve the city is once a month. In the flow of those 10 weeks, you're going to serve twice together, which is awesome. It, it, it changes the dynamic of just we're meeting, we're singing Kumbaya. You know what I mean? It's like, no, we're meeting, we're going somewhere with life, and now let's go serve. Let's go sh- Show Jesus in a tangible way, right? It's the heart of Jesus. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. That's the heart of this thing, right? And I think the beauty of it is if we are with the crew for a year, even in the off seasons, we can still serve together. And that becomes a connecting point for all crews, right? So we do have served the cities that's already up and running. And if you want to jump on those, you can. But I really hope that each crew can have their own unique serve the city. Like, you can go outside of what we're doing. That's the beauty of this thing, okay? And I'm not saying you have to do it tomorrow, but I'm saying as a crew, talk about it and see what are the possibilities that you guys can do. You know, like I said, we have some already. You can jump on those if you want to, but you don't have to because we believe that every crew can have a unique opportunity to serve somewhere or to serve someone, right? It all depends on what your crew is into. Right? But this is a necessary shift. I hope you understand this. Okay? And for that to happen, what we're saying is if you're a crew leader and you're like, man, I, I'm having a hard time understanding how to do this, guess what? Someone in your crew could be your serve the city captain. Just delegate that and say you're going to be the point person in my crew to help facilitate this. Every serve the city has a captain already. So all you have to do if you want to do an existing crew is connect to that serve, that serve the city captain, and they'll walk you through it. We already talked to the service civic captains. They're like, we'll, we'll give all of the mentoring. We'll do the, the hands-on, everything you need to get you going. So they'll facilitate all that for you if you want to do an existing one. If you don't have an existing one, guess what? You could be the pioneer of a new service city project. You know? But I'm excited about this because think about it. If there's 70 crews here, 
this has always been my dream. I've had this vision for a long time. I picture like pockets of new lifers all over the city, serving somewhere. That's always been something that I dreamed from a very long time. It's coming to fruition. So think about it, right? On a serve the city month, can you imagine 70 projects going on in different places? Because we now have spread out, right? And everywhere you go in the city, someone will say, oh, I met a new lifer. How cool would that be? Right? That, listen, I went to Salvation Army, I met a new lifer. <laughs> I went to the shelter, I met one. I went to the group home, I met one. I went to the nursing home, I met one. You know what I mean? Can you imagine how much this would spread? And, and that everybody will have at least one touching point with someone from new life because we're serving the city and we're serving in Fall River and we're serving in Fairhaven and we're serving in New Bedford. We're, you know what I mean? How cool would that be? That's what I'm saying. And I'll picture 100 crews. Right? Picture 150 crews. That's how I think. You know what I mean? And you imagine like putting a, 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 a pin on every single one of these things. How cool would that be, guys? You see how exciting this is? Like pockets of Jesus' people everywhere. Like I went to the prison ministry to, to meet with the director, and I, there's a guy with him I never met before. He goes, man, you guys, everything that you're doing. And then three more people walk in, hey, you guys. You know, I'm like, that, how cool is this? Like it's not me, it's you guys. All of us doing this and, and reaching people. You know, so I'm so excited about this season because it's another stepping stone in the right direction of us creating pockets of Jesus' people everywhere. And if someone is in your crew and they feel like they belong and they're serving, my God, that's the kingdom. You know what I mean? That's the kingdom of God on earth, right? That's the tangible evidence of God's presence in our midst, that we don't just gather on a Sunday morning, but we gather throughout the week. And we don't just gather... We serve, we give, we reach, right? That's exciting. I hope you're excited. I, you know, that's so cool. Think about it. God is trusting you with, who knows, five people, seven people, eight people, to whom much is given, much is required, right? Like God is trusting you. Think about it. Last season I told you, you can pastor five or six people and then follow their progress. How cool is that? Like, you've been in the ministry long enough to see, like, I'm getting so old that the youth, kids in my youth, are getting married and having babies. You know, I got home today. My wife's like, hey, look at this postcard. A young girl, now married, and send a, a card with their new daughter. They go to a Smithfield campus. It's like, how cool is this? Like, I remember her in ninth grade. And now she's married, and she married this kid that went to school with her. And now they're serving together, and now they have a kid. That's ministry, my friends. We get to be a part of that, all of us. You know, there's people that are going to talk to you that will never talk to me, which is awesome. Less pressure on me. More on you. You know, I, I shared this story on Saturday night service. I said, I hope when people meet me, they feel underwhelmed. They're like, that guy's not that cool. Great. Find someone who is cool. That you guys can meet together. Because I can't do it for 1,500 people, you know, but we can. Amen? Come on, you excited about this? So, I don't have, it's 8.02, I like to keep the time where I say it, but I don't know if there's any questions about this shift, especially with Serve the City. If you have a question, I would love to not have the answer, but.
Anyone? Bueller? Bueller's there? <laughs> okay. Are we good? Is this making sense? Yes? See, then, then, then tomorrow I'll get emails, right? <laughs> well, when he said this, what does that actually mean? Um, but if, seriously, if you don't hesitate to ask, okay, we're, we're here. By the way, uh, can we thank God for these amazing coordinators that we have? Um, we have an amazing people who do a fantastic job of, of building this thing. It's a beautiful thing in two campuses. I, I, I just so appreciate every one of you for being willing. I know, I know it's not easy, you know. And remember this. It's on crew day that everything is going to break loose. Just remember that. It's on crew day you fight with your husband. Have your crew anyway. Okay? Trust me, it's going to happen. Sometimes it's like on the way to, on the way to church, you're going to have that fight. And the voice says, turn this car around. It's like, no, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight in church. Okay? And we're going to fight all the way to the altar. couple that fights together, stays together. <laughs> okay? Trust me. Oh, it's on those days that someone at your job is going to like, aren't you that Christian? Yes, I am. I'm about to lose my mind with you. Better come to my crew. Don't, ask, don't invite like that. Please don't. Okay. Ain't nobody coming to your crew like that. <laughs> you have a crew by yourself. Okay, with your imaginary friends. I'm done. <laughs> what, what are we doing now? <laughs> huh? Okay, if you haven't taken a picture for your crew, I hope you came ready to get a picture. I'm talking about the ladies. I know y'all y'all get weird. You know, take a picture with the uh, with the <laughs> with the representatives of foster care. They're like, can we see you first? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to help you guys. Put this on my Instagram. Can I see you first? <laughs> okay, you're good. All right, thank you guys so much. Love you. Appreciate you.